What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means now, because I guess that's our regular scheduled recording date. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. It is your boy, Brandon Teguma, back at it again. But you know, I have my lovely Steam Co. sitting less more than six feet away from me. It's a Dominic Hobson, my lovely Steam Co. host. You know what? Dominic, no, 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 no. Sorry, do I need to bring it back from the top because I wasn't rewind this bitch? Okay, I need you to be full of energy right now god damn it all right start this again i mean you don't have to restart it just just re you know what is up everybody it's saturday you know what that means it's another edition of curveballs and chair shots it's your boy brandon taguma sitting electronically more than six feet away from me with malevolent steam co's dominic cops and dominic we're doing this early saturday but we're half hour later than we normally do so i should be more energized so i am sorry for not bringing the funk that first time but we're back dominic how are you doing today that is fucking what i need from you all podcast, all right? Just the energy, the 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 feels, the vibes. I need that from you. And I am doing wonderful. I am on my second cup of coffee. I am still lubricated from last night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Congratulations, Dominic. Opened two tabs, closed both my tabs on my own. I know what uh, Dominic is such a big fucking boy. He's such an adult. He was able at the age. God bless him. At the age of 27 was able to close out a tab. No, you know, no, I, two tabs. You know, I didn't close out a tab until I was 28. Dominic, because, yeah. you know, we don't go to bars too often. So you're, you're such you're such a more, much more of an adult than I am. You know, we had, had two random people compliment me on my shirt because I was wearing a suicidal tendency shirt, which you will see today because I'm wearing the same outfit from last night to our fancy draft today because wow, you're not you're not gonna go full football mark i ain't no punk bitch as you know so i was probably gonna wear a jersey i got a bunch of raiders jersey did not get a james winston jersey unfortunately dominic why not which i was thinking about it but it just uh i just kept putting it off putting it off and then now obviously it's too late to get one but i was wondering you know should i wear one I have a hat. I can just wear a Raider hat or I can yeah. be really weird. I have a Jets hat. I can wear a Jets hat. I think or, you wear the wrong. I think you wear a basketball jersey. Just go complete opposite. Okay. Still balls and hands and you're still throwing the ball. But, you know, just total. Why do I just show up full Los Padres uniform? Do it. You won't. Spikes and all. You won't. I, I won't because, you know, I got to say I'm going to do that in my next draft tomorrow because. I got my Los Padres game at one. Luckily, we were supposed to have the draft at 10. It got moved. It was going to be either 11 or 1130. Kind of had a, had a, even though I'm the new guy, I had to be like, you know, I, I have something. I kind of have a heart out at like at least 1230. So we moved it up to some shout out J-Row. J-Row moved some things around and now we're going to start it at 1030. Shouldn't be an issue, but I might be doing the uh, most of the draft in my Los Padres uniform just so once it's I- all done, I can skedaddle. I know I'm not a part of that draft, but already I feel like that league is already by fucking skyrocketing, like just better organization, better commissioner, better just everything. Because, you know, you guys have been knowing your draft. You guys have been knowing your 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 spot, like everything has been kind of organized, you know, and your commissioner is willing to make exceptions and stuff like that like i i i love to hear that kind of stuff well johnny roca takes his shit really seriously i i Appreciate think this that. is his 
like number one league. So I'm very honored. Thank you, Johnny, for being a part of it. Dominic, I'm just, you know, just wondering, you know, there may have may not have been an open invitation to maybe if you could, if you wanted to, you could have joined, but I know I, you're not I, the biggest I, fantasy I, football guy. And I know that can be very intimidating, especially joining the league where there's not a lot of people that, you know, well, but that, but then it's like, I, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't remember. I think he did, but I was just like, Oh, I, I don't want to, be that guy that like so it's pretty much the same reason why i didn't join the one at work is was because one i'm i i i know fantasy enough to not be dead last but i'm not waiver wire material like you and tyler so i don't want to fucking be that guy that just you know i'm getting better but um but no i, I may, may, maybe maybe one day i'll i'll play the johnny rooker league and come and did last and have to do some crazy you know punishment or something like that but brandon you didn't ask me how my work day at work uh, my week was so <clears throat> well i did say how are you doing today and then i just kind of like we just blew it up and just talked about everything besides how you're doing today so dominic we have to very important because everybody just needs to know how dominic's work week went <clears throat> dominic yeah how'd your week how'd your work week go well brandon thank you for asking because i just got so much to get off my chest first of all um your your future ex-wife uh, was very offended that we called her fruitful because apparently that means very fertile. So I don't know if you have any comment to uh, anything you want to say about that. First of all, oh, yeah, I'm sorry for those who I offended, but uh, yeah, fruitful, you know, fertile. I know in this day and age, you shouldn't just assume that women want to have kids and, you know, want to be fertile. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, just, just throwing sorry, it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about maybe next week, maybe which we next can... week, big week. We got our NFL preview next week. So we're going to go down and we're going to so make our predictions should... or we're going to be hold our toes to the fire on this one, even though kind of already forgot my MLB predictions, but it's okay. Yeah. I was gonna Dom, I was do you gonna remember say... who, what Dom, do you remember who my Cy Young did? I pick Walker Bueller as my Cy Young award winner, even though he just went down with Tommy John for the second time. I don't think so. Tough look by. I I know I I forget if I picked him last year or if I picked him this year. Tough look by me. I don't think you picked him this year. I think you picked some other guy. I uh, cursed poor Walker Bueller. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I I will say, I know I picked Yankees and I think Dodgers for the World Series with the Yankees winning it all. I have White Sox and uh, Cardinals. One of those looks pretty good right now. Don't know about the White Sox. How they're gonna hold up. But my and, I, was, and, I, and I and I did get a, or I didn't get, but I picked Nolan Arenado as MVP. You just had the wrong corner spot in that in that infield of St. Louis. Tough look. But anyways, Dominic, how was your work week? Anyways, so you know, if uh, you know, anyways, I was gonna say you know maybe we should have her on next week so she can defend herself. But then I forgot we have all the preview for next week, so like maybe not a good time to bring her on and. You know, I mean, I think it's the perfect time. Bring her on. She can make her predictions and she can get more NFL picks right than we will. And we just quit and she takes over. That's very fruitful of you. Yes. This is the kind of guy I am. I was thinking I was thinking like each week, maybe we can just do a running bit. We just discover new words that and see if, uh, you know, she uh, can figure out what they mean. Well, I was going to go on Urban Dictionary and see like what the word of the day was. If I can spell urban, can't spell urban. Keith Urban, there we go. <clears throat> Ooh. That that's a 
this one's apropos. So oh. I typed, I just typed in, God damn it. I typed in whatchamacallit, Urban Dictionary. It comes up, and I guess this is the word of the day, because when I typed up Urban Dictionary, this is the first thing that comes okay. up on the website. It, uh, the word of the day is a dark Brandon. <laughs> no bullshit. So if you guys, if you listen to this on August 27th, and you type in Urban Dictionary, I would assume this is the first thing that comes up. Dominic, do you know what a dark Brandon is? Um, dark Brandon, is that when your poo comes out and it's like especially dark or something? No, this this isn't really a fun urban dictionary word, but <clears throat> it's a play on the term. Let's go, Brandon. Oh. Dark Brandon is a person given to 46 President Joe Biden. Dark Brandon is normally classified as a more politically aggressive Biden taking action against opponents rather than his common calls for unity. So basically, it's just like standing with like an angry Joe Biden. That's all it is. So it it sounded fun. But after you read the thing, it's well, I mean, I was fun. thinking more of like, you know, how how we did fruitful and then turned out it was fertile and all that kind of stuff. And we were like, oh, that's you know stuff like that, like, you know. Hmm. Or or maybe she'll give us a word. And then we'll just have to work it into a sentence, maybe. Do you know what a munch is, Dominic? It's when you eat someone's nothing. Never mind. No, it is a low pressure social social gathering at a restaurant or pub for people into BDSM. Very apropos after last week, particularly. Oh, okay. Actually, I got a good question for you, particularly. Hold on. Intended oh. for people new to the scene who might be intimidated by a play party. Oh, mm. this was uh, whatever introduced or by Peter on November 14th, 2003. Have you, have you ever looked up Dominic Hobson? Have I showed you what a Dominic Hobson is? Yes, Dominic, you have because I, you're very you're very proud of this, Dominic Hobson. I'm sorry, we cannot find anything on Dominic Hobson. Or did I not do a space? Well, anyways, um, I just want to one thing before we jump into some <clears throat> just basic Dominic Hobson, someone okay. who gets anal daily and loves queef on his partner's ball sack. <clears throat> That wasn't, yeah. So, yeah. Made by Suh Dude on February 14th, 2017. I know who that is. And I, babe, I love to have anal sex with you, but you're starting to become a Dominic Hobson. Just if you needed me to use it in a sentence for you to (laughs) fully understand what the word meant. Anyways, I got a question for you. What's the difference between, like, for an example, if I pierced my eyebrow what's the difference between that being a cultural like a culture thing versus a religious thing so like like let, 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 let's say well, like, listen, okay. like religion kind of baked into culture well no because my thing is like so if well because like you know mexican you know irish whatever that would be more you know like a catholic culture is like baked into those a catholic culture is baked into those regional cultures yes but so if if i have my nose pierced like or better better example you know the native american women and and men who like have like the big gauges and stuff like that if they which vote yes on prop 27 so you can help out the the local tribes and the homelessness and definitely has nothing to do with legalizing online sports but but yes anyways um you know if they venture out and they want to go get a job like that's a part of their culture not the religion, right? 
And then if I was to have those big fucking fat gauges, I can't really say that's a part of my culture because I'm a uh, white male, um, you know, like I can't say that's my culture, right? I guess not. But if you're like a rocker, like it's kind of your culture, but it's wouldn't not that be, wouldn't the that be same more subculture. But, but it, yeah, but it wouldn't be the same as like a Native American piercing yeah. or like an Indian piercing or something or whatever. So then, so then, so then if somebody has a bunch of face, facial piercings, wouldn't that be more like, I mean, they're trying to get a job. Wouldn't that be more like, you know, so I'm like, where are you going it? with this? Like, where's this shit? Okay. Talk I was going to say like, where the fuck is this coming from? Just I thought you're going to ask me a question about BDSM. Is this your question on BDSM? No. Okay. What's your question on BDSM, Dominic? I don't have a question about BDSM. Well, I was reading something about I was reading about a munch, and then you're like, "Oh, I have you know, I need Brandon, I need to ask you a question." Then I cut you off, and then that's what you're gonna ask was just about piercings. Do you like facial piercings in your BDSM partner, Brandon? Depends where they're placed. You know, don't want to go too over the top. You know, don't want it to be like look like pinhead or whatever the fuck. How about like mean? a lip, like a lip piercing, a nose, a couple of nose. Whatever piercings. Rhea Ripley has as that's the piercings I want. All right. Yeah. All right. What she, what she well, have? She have just like a lip piercing, right? Or she have something in her nose? I have to look it up. What's Rhea Ripley got? <clears throat> I'm trying to look, and of course I well, fucking pick. Well, pick Brandon's a photo. looking up Rhea Ripley's piercings because he's a pervert. I'm not um, a pervert. We'll it's just some... for stri- it's strictly for research purposes. Well, I will cover. Let's see. ML. She has two nose piercings. She has two piercings in her nose. She has big ass fucking gauges. And then she has kind of, I can't tell if it's like a clip on or some sort of like long earring chain thing on the top of her ear. And she's a choker. <clears throat> I know you have a, a clip mm-hmm. on that. You're uh, well, that makes no sense. I said, well, plug. Brandon, while you are over there, I'm done now. Oh, you're, you're good. Still bricked up. but I'm done. Okay. Bricked up over piercings. Maybe. You know, I know somebody who has piercings. Who? Your future ex-wife. Oh, you know, never gonna see her in person. So hate to see it. You know, couldn't invite her to the bar last night, but you know, you you could have. It was your party. But you know, we know we 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 knew this day. We knew we were gonna record a couple days on Saturday, a couple days ago. Dominic was like, "Oh, you know, we have to do on Saturday." Okay, whatever, bro. I'm not tripping because we did it last week. We're probably gonna do it again next week, just to be honest. But. Uh, yeah. So now, now, now you're making it sound like I totally like did not want it to go. I it, I texted you Friday morning. Hey, do you want to go? And, you know, I, I was, well, no, you know, it was more the fact that you said that you were basically you knew you were going Thursday, but you didn't invite me until Friday. Actually, I totally forgot. I was taking her Thursday. Uh, she reminded me Thursday night because we got into an argument. She's like, are we doing something tomorrow? I'm like, what? So I totally forgot. And that's when I texted you. And I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're not doing it tomorrow. Okay. And then so, yes, we went to the 1077 The Bone 33rd anniversary party at Retro Junkie in Walnut mm-hmm. Creek. It's a bar. It's a it's barcade. It's a barcade. Yeah, you know, it was cool. It had an inside, pa- it had an inside bar. Well, there's only one bar. There wasn't an outside bar. Yeah. There's an inside stage area. There's an outside patio staging area. There's a taco truck. You know, it's a cool vibe. They had some arcade games. They had some pool in the back. Uh, shout out Baby Huey. Saw Baby Huey. Technically, Took your ass out, dog. Technically, I did tap, you know, how to put how to put the brother over. And it was nice. I I, I did 
find it very nice that he actually came up to us because I honestly did not see him. And we were walking to this, the, whatever the bench we went to and he came up behind me and he, you know, fingered my butthole and, uh, whoa, whoa, what? what? <clears throat> but anyways, uh, yes, we got there kind of late. Well, very late because it said on the poster, it was from five to seven. We showed up at seven. Baby Huey was there apparently since five or earlier and did not notice until I kind of gazed into his eyes. If you can even call them eyes, because that motherfucker was blasted. Hey, look like he was having a good time. That man. First of all, he's a hardworking man. You know, he deserves for, for, to have some fun. Exactly. But first of all, I want to say he's probably getting all the comps and he's getting you know a lot of free food or free alcohol. Well, I got to say, first of all, he introduced himself to me. So now we're fucking best friends, even so. though even though you did meet him already, technically. Right. Well, or did you I just kind of see him? No, no, no. I, I've never actually full fledged met him. And he, and he he didn't introduce, you know, he introduced him as a shoot name. He didn't he didn't give you the gimmick name. He didn't say baby Huey. Yeah, I know. That's why we're fucking best friends. We're going to fucking hang out all the time now. But uh, but no, it was really cool because he he it wasn't even like he was on the phone like, because you said you didn't see him. He was on the phone and he he pointed. He was looking at me pointing. And then I was just like, yeah, that's yeah. And then he came up behind you, choked you out. And then, you know, it's telling him you got to tap and, you know, and it's cool. And, you know, it, it it's. It's nice to know that. You know. There's people in the world that, you know, wrestling fans and rock fans can unite under one umbrella. I don't know where I'm going with this, but fucking dude was cool. Um, you know, I, I apparently I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but, you know, Mary, I assume he doesn't. I'm assuming he's not. But Mary was really hoping to get a sticker, but she's too shy to say, can I get a sticker? So, you know, why why would she assume he just has stickers? I, exactly. That's I dude. I don't know these things. Fucking, he just carries stickers all the time. I, you know, I I, I, I see him. I see him like at a, almost every indie show I go to. I never seen him like you know just hand out stickers. Well, because it's not a fucking bone event. I'll give you a bone event. Oh fuck yeah, Daddy. Anyways, no, baby. Uh, sorry. Well, do I? Do I? Well, do I go you, shoot? You, use, get, you use the gimmick name on here. Use the gimmick because you don't want to give his personal information. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't dox him. Exactly. So, baby, who was a really cool dude. Um. I mean, I think I think I'm right there with best friend. Just saying, yeah, right? Yeah, there. I, th- I think you've overtaken him, overtaken th- me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even, even though you know, we're, even though we have a special bond because we're the Stone Cold guys. Yeah. Him and him and Jimbo, or the, or Philip and Jimbo. <clears throat> sorry, say that name, Dominic. But it's fine. You no, know, they're they're, they're the Shawn Michaels guys, so they have their own little thing. Yeah, me and Jimbo also SFJ go Gators. Uh, so and you know, war, I had I had to wear some sort of stone cold paraphernalia if, if I know baby Huey's gonna be there because he's gonna mark out, and of course he did. And then for whatever reason, he didn't even give us an explanation, but he just like pulled up his phone and just showed us the Hollywood Blondes entrance on Twitter, which I was like, Oh, my man. So he very much enjoyed because he does have that shirt. Oh, so, I know. He said shut he wore shut up the Hollywood Blondes. Worth the other day, whatever. But anyways, um, yeah, great event, cool event, cool place. Alcohol may have drank, may may have drunken a little more than I wanted to or expected to, but I'm fine. We're here. I was fine. I was fine. I drove home. You know, no big deal. Spent fifty dollars on tacos, which they were good tacos, but you know, boys balling on a budget, and I definitely balled out yesterday. But anyways, while this whole conversation was taking place, I wanted to start going over the standings real quick. I want to go through them because I want to run through it, and I want your hot take. On that team, when I throw the name out there, okay? 
Can you do that, Brandon? AKA Dominic wants to make this go faster. Well, I mean, studio audience is already fucking bitching at me. And I was like, this is what we do now. Like fucking chill. And, you know, but, but real quick, we can run through it and give a little bit of, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, you know, we'll just go, like, we'll do it like this American League East got New York in first, Tampa second, Toronto third, Baltimore fourth. And, Damn, Boston's in fucking last in the East. Damn, hate to see it. Um, by a wide margin, Brandon Yankees, kind of, kind of were on the downward trend, beating the A's. Are we looking? If you're a Yankees fan, are you are you ecstatic still? You excited? Are you worried? Like, how do you feel right now? I think you feel a little bit better. It does help playing the worst team in the American League to get you a good bounce back. They've won two. Maybe they complete the four game sweep and they're it's an eight and a half gap between them and Tampa. So it's still a fairly large lead. But I mean, we were talking where it was like up to 15 at one point. So it's not like they, I mean, eight, eight and a half games in a month is a very big and almost insurmountable lead. So I, I still think it's a, a pretty foregone conclusion that they win this division, but it is important that the Yankees really get back on track. And Garrett Cole, who has been sucking dick since the All-Star game, once again, going up against the A's, who aren't exactly murderer's row, you know, has, has a really good uh, eight or seven plus inning, three hit ball, gets over 200 strikeouts on the season. So that, you know, that it was you don't want to put too much stock because you are playing the A's, but sometimes if you're hitting a rough patch going up against a shitty team and kind of just beating their brains in can be something to kind of get you back on track and be like, look, you know, we can do this. Yeah. And they have, I mean, they've won their last five. So it's not just the A's game, not just the A's are beating up on. So yeah. I'm not saying the Yankees are back, but the Yankees are kind of finding their footing recently. Gotcha. Uh, real quick. One more thing to touch on the East Tampa Bay and Toronto are currently holding the one, two wild cards, Seattle, has a third one, but those Baltimore or- Orioles are knocking at the door. Are are you going to believe the Orioles will be getting that third wild card spot, or do you think Seattle holds on to it? I still would say Seattle holds on to it. I mean, they're they're playing very well right now. Both teams are playing well. Seattle seven and three in their last ten, while Baltimore six and four in their last ten. I mean, they're both young, exciting teams to watch. So I don't care. I mean, I would. Even though they are in the division, I think I would rather see the Mariners make it just because they haven't made it in 20 years. The Orioles made it, you know, like six, seven years ago with the Adam Jones, Manny Machado team. So as a as a, just a baseball fan, I would like to see the Mariners get in there, especially because they were so close last year. So gotcha. wouldn't be mad okay. with either way, but I do think Seattle does hold on. I don't know what their schedule is kind of in the last week or in the last month, but once again, a at least is way harder than the AOS. So, you know, with if you backload, which I assume there's kind of going to be a lot of divisional matchups later on in the season, that Seattle's going to have a fairly easier time if they have teams like the A's, the Angels, and the, and the Rangers. Copy that. I'm going to move to the Central real quick. Nothing real. Hey, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland's in first place, and they have a three-game lead, and they have struggled recently, but everybody's been struggling. Five and five for yeah. Cleveland, four and six for Minnesota. Uh, three and seven for my Chicago White Sox. And I just, 
I'm not going to just jump off the bandwagon, but uh, I've ju- definitely just jump. Just I, jump. I, I have to. I Dominic, I'm a ride or die. If I fucking pick a team, especially to make it to the World Series, I'm not going to just completely disavow them. But it, it it's not looking good for, for the White Sox. I mean, you should be a Detroit Tigers fucking guy like myself. Fucking look at that. A minus 139 run differential. Just terrible. But, but at least they're not the worst. Te- I mean, they're not the worst team in the American League. So you know, it could that, be worse. That. Even and though, the- even though my rookie of the year pick Spencer Torkelson is batting like two fifteen down in the minors, he is a god awful. I mean, if it should have been, a, <laughs> it should have been on the scouting report that if San Lorenzo's Arroyo High School can shut him down in the state championship game, that major league pitching can shut him down. So maybe they should have done their due diligence and realized that he, he maybe he's just not all that cracked. What's cracked up to be? True that, true that, and then the West Coast. Best coast, Houston, of course, Seattle's right there. Well, not really. I mean, they're fucking 11 and a half back, but, you know, second place. Then Texas, Angels, Oakland. I mean, if you're Houston, you're coasting. Seattle, you just got to make sure you don't really lose too many games because of the fact that those Orioles are right there behind you. The other three who really gives a fuck. I mean, I mean, though, actually, I do have, you know, with the Rangers, you know, you kind they kind of paid some money to build a team. Is this going to be is this the break make it or break it year? Which I mean, it's broken. Are they going to start selling pieces off or do you give it another couple seasons? I do remember when we did the preview, I did say it might be a little too early to anoint the Rangers, even though they did have a billion dollar, half a billion dollar middle infield with Simeon and Seager. They they did need much more pieces, especially kind of in the pitching realm. So I wasn't all in on them like I was the White Sox. I was a little cautiously optimistic. I thought they would be more competitive than this, to be honest. Like, I thought they would be floating around 500, maybe above battling for a wild cards. But, like, honestly, kind of being like where the Orioles are, or even kind of like what the Red Sox are. Like, well, Red Sox were very good, and then they just fell off a cliff. But kind of like where the Baltimore Orioles are, like, you know, above 500, Right now, Orioles are seven games over. So, yeah, it definitely would be a disappointment for the for the Rangers with all the money and they're in a new building that they haven't been like really competitive since the get go, to be honest. So, yeah, uh, they, they they do need to kind of retool. And I I mean, plus 17 run differential They're They're scoring runs. I mean, they have the most or eh, yeah, they have more run their second most run scored in the division. It's just once again that pitching. That pitching has got awful, yeah. and they have the second most runs behind the A's given up. So <laughs> it's like you you score a bunch of runs, but you also give up a shit ton of runs. So as I said, pitching seems to be where they are lacking, and you have a half a billion dollars tied up to two positions. I don't know where you go, and if you can really throw money at a at a starter and some bullpen pieces or a couple pieces. Or you try to really develop that minor league system, which I don't know anything about the Rangers minor league system. Okay. Well, going to the National League East, you got the Mets. By the way, top. Mike Trout is back and Mike Trout is doing Mike Trout things, even though the Angels are 53 and 73. So love to see that. And Mike Trout. Well, we've already talked about it. Mike Trout's going to be on Team USA. Team USA looking absolutely fucking stacked. Can't wait for the WBC next, uh, next year or in a couple months, I guess. Anyways, Dominic, continue. Any, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, no one gives a fuck. We're going to the National League East with the Mets on top. 
it's really a two horse race right now with the Mets and the the Braves. Um, Degrom, any reservations on Degrom being back, or why would I? Why would there be reservations on Degrom coming back? Because absolutely fucking shoving. I know, but I mean, are you nervous that you know he's just gonna get? If he's game? healthy. I have absolutely no reservations whatsoever. Okay, and. Um, got Bryce Harper's back on the Phillies. You got right, goddamn right. He's back first at bat, a little two RBI single fucking Bryce Harper's back. And I mean, we thought that maybe the Phillies were the Phillies were already just barely hanging on when Bryce Harper got injured. So we're like, oh, they're just going to fall off a fucking cliff. But they've been playing very well. They've I mean, all three of these teams in the division are on a little winning streak. Mets at two, Atlanta at four, Philly at five. They're two and a half games up on a wild card spot. Yep. yep. So they seem to be in a very good position. Pitching wise, still not exactly the best, but the they're out They're plus 78 run differential. So they're doing the damn thing. And I really would like to see all. I mean, two of them are definitely making. I would like to see Philly make it in the uh, in the postseason because just Philly is a, a great sports town and seeing them play in the postseason and Bryce Harper in the postseason in a meaningful game because we, yeah, we haven't really, I mean, we've seen like a little bit in those early Washington runs, but never, they made a deep run because obviously won the world series after he left. Yep. Well, go to the central now because who gives a fuck about Miami and Washington go to the central St. Louis. Okay. So Aguilar got designated for assignment from Miami. So that's crazy. You know what? I'm just trying to show some love to Miami. All right. We don't don't really fuck Miami. We we talk about the nationals a little bit because of Juan Soto, but we don't really talk about And Sandy Alcantara. Absolutely fucking shoving this year. He he might not. He's probably not going to win the Cy Young, but he's having a fucking fantastic year. So shout out to Sandy. There you go. There's your Miami Marlins talk for the year. Anyways, central St. Louis on top. Almost at the Bucks, the Brewers. See, not, not, not that easy now, is it, Dominic? It's not. You see, my, you see, no, Miami. You know, God it, damn it! I mean, at least I, you know, I, I do. I mix up baseball and football. You mix up baseball and basketball. So now we just got it all covered. Cool, great, grand, wonderful. But two two horse race in this fucking division. It was back and forth, but it looks like Seattle. God damn it, St. Louis. Probably will just most likely squeak out the division um, with the Brewers getting a wild card are you uh any any debating that no goldschmidt gonna be a triple crown you think at the end of the year i don't have the numbers in front of me but i don't think so i mean what is is his home run total at right now i i don't know but i when i looked at the stats it was he was i think first in one one of the categories and then it was like tied for second and tied for third for the next one or something like that. And he's the only, and he's only down by like two things in each one. So it's like, it's very close. Right. I don't know the exact. So I, I got it. I'm pulling it up, pulling it up. So he is leading, uh, leading an average with 338 and actually not really that close. Freddie Freeman's behind at 326. Uh, Shorby, shout out Shorby. He's got the home run total at 35, but Goldschmidt's two back at 33. And Goldschmidt's tied with Big Meat Pete at 105 RBI. So yeah, as you said, just he he's two back of Shorby with the home runs. But that that's I mean, yes, that is his game kind of like Goldschmidt has a lot of pop, as you can see, but I don't really know if 
he can overtake and he, I mean, he has to go on an Albert Pujols like run because Albert Pujols, we talked about it last week. We're like, oh, you know, he's like, I think at that point, like 10 away. Yeah. And like, oh, is he going to actually like make up, make that up? And is he going to come back? And he said he doesn't care where the fuck he is at the end of the season. If he's at 699, he's retiring. If he has 703, he's retiring. It doesn't matter what number he's at. Yeah. And but of course, once we end recording, he fucking hits two dongs in a day. And then mm-hmm. he hits another one like the day after. And he's cool. I mean, he's cooled off since then, but it was a fun run where he had like three home runs in three days or two days. And yeah, and I don't even know what his fucking total is at right now. But what, 793? Because I think we've been posted on Curveballs and Churches. 793. 793. If you're not 693, if you're not following us, Curveballs and CS on Instagram, we've been posting pretty much every single time Albert Pools has a home run. We post it because we're on that Albert Pools 700 watch list. You're on that because I had to. Yeah, you know, if we also have a Twitter and if our Twitter wants to get on it and post every single home run, they can do that, too. No, we won't go to the West real quick. The Dodgers doing Dodger things. San Diego. Very close second at 19 and a half back. Giants are out of the wild card and division. So, I mean, it looks like. Oh, poor Giants. Hate poor to see Gi- it. Ah, fuck the Giants and fuck the Giants fans. Yeah, there you go, Dominic. You tell them. But, uh, you know, Dodgers, Walker Bueller, like you said earlier in the podcast, gone, done. TJ for the second time. That's that's just sucks. I mean, he was really good. Coming like, back from that. I mean, he'll come back in like 2023, 2024, but or no, 2024. God damn it. But next year's 23 already. He, he, he ain't going to be the same. Yeah, it really sucks. But, Dust, but Dustin May is back. And oh, my God, Dustin May is just so fucking filthy. He just... He's disgusting. It's just crazy that the Dodgers can have Walker Bueller go down and they bring up, bring back uh, Dustin May after he's, I think he got clipped with TJ a couple years ago too. So he comes up, he's just so filthy as like a 20 inch run on his two seam. He just effortlessly throwing hundos and nasty sliders and Dodgers will be fine, but Dodgers will be fine. I know hot take. We do have a Dodger question uh, in the fan mail section, but do you, where do you, is, it's just a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers win the World Series or no. where where do you see other teams stacking up to them? Once I, you know, it's one thing they have just the quietest 41 and nine stretch, I think, maybe in history. But where do you kind of see them stacking up against these other teams? Like right now, it's not even close. The Dodgers are by far the best team in baseball. But if you in a five, seven game series. You just never know what kind of teams are you looking at that could really go up against the Dodgers, Dominic. I mean, I'm look, I'm looking at it right now, and I think realistically speaking, I mean, real, 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 realistically, they're they're gonna beat the fuck out of the Brewers. They're gonna beat the fuck out of the Padres. They'll beat the fuck out of the Phillies. It's gonna be the top teams. It's gonna be the Mets. Braves and Seattle. God damn it. St. Louis. Saratoga. It's going to be St. Louis would be those three teams would be the ones that they might have some issues with. I still think they're better than St. Louis. So it would be between the Braves and the Mets would be the main one. I would be kind of like, eh, you might, you might want to stretch a little more and warm up a little more just because you might need to be a little more relaxed, but, um, yeah, because I, I, I think Milwaukee, the Padres, and the Phil, and the Philadelphia Phillies, those three teams are definitely not going to last. I mean, I agree with you. I think it as much as I, you know, St. Louis is my team. I got them winning the pennant. 
but it definitely, I think in, in the national league comes down to the Mets and Atlanta, just because yeah. the Mets rotation is so filthy that if they can get Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, um, you know, the other guys they got in the back half to like shut the, I, they, the Mets have a better rotation, I would say, than the Dodgers, especially in the front half. Atlanta, probably I would say has the best uh, lineup in baseball. So from a pitching standpoint, I like the Mets. From a hitting perspective, I like the Braves. But once again, it's a two-way street. You got to see if they can put it together. And then the Astros, I mean, I the Astros are just right there with the Dodgers. They're just so good that no one really talks about them. But they have, I mean, Justin Verlander, if he keeps this up, is going to win the Cy Young. They are still fucking mashing the ball. Jordan Alvarez, my AL MVP. Not going to win it, but I, I, think, I still feel that's a good pick because he's having a very strong year this year. Uh, they have, if they do meet up in the World Series, which 2017 rematch, all the drama, all the, you know, it just writes itself. That would be a fun series. And probably people wouldn't want to see that series because now the Dodgers have just become the evil empire, right, with the Houston Astros. But I would say the Astros, if they meet in the World Series, and then the Mets and Atlanta are those two teams that I see that could dethrone. It's not just, I wouldn't, I agree with you. It's not a foregone conclusion that we're just going to write, you know, hand over that piece of metal to the Dodgers right now. Well, that's about it for now. Um, do you want to go? Is there any football talk? Or do you want to save it all for next week so we can jump right into the questions? Or what do you want to do? Uh, I was fuck, was I going to say something? Uh, Fernando Tatis apologized. And oh, he also I didn't post this on the Instagram, but a fuck. he uh, Adidas terminated ter- that. Uh, ter- terminated his contract. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Not Tatis which he signed up a very big lucrative contract, but J rod, the J rod show gets extended uh, 14 years, uh, 200 million guaranteed could be up to $400 million. I think with incentives and all that other stuff. What do you think of the Seattle Mariners locking down Julio Rodriguez after not even a full year of service time? I mean, I, I think they definitely... very, sim- very similar to that Tatis contract. And we're saying oh, that one's blaring out. Well, I mean, I, I see, and this is where like, I hope, he's paying attention you know just literally work hard don't do no fucking stupid activities don't put yourself in the risk in the high risk category of getting hurt by doing stupid things and i mean fucking ball out make your money dog it's if you're if you're as talented as he is fucking go go fucking ball out make a name for yourself fucking be hall of fame worthy Man, I, it's very similar to a Tatis contract, very similar to just an Atlanta Braves contract because the Braves have shown that if they notice and they realize that you're very talented, they will lock you down and sign you to a, a, a contract. And we see, I mean, they have like almost their entire starting lineup, like locked in for like almost the next 10 years in their own, you know, they're getting paid good money, but as time progresses and contracts get bigger and bigger and bigger, we're going to see like, Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies are just like one of the most underpaid people in baseball. If you're not going to talk about, you know, actual contracts, not just rookie deals and all that other bullshit. So, you know, J-Rod, you know, making his money right now, we'll come back around in 10 years and see what exactly happens. Maybe they restructure and do all that other shit. But I, I do like this move from Seattle, a team that, you know, they've had their Ichiro's and Ken Griffey's and, you know, star players, A-Rods and stuff like that. But it's been a while, so we've really had that game-changer type player in Seattle. And, well, I guess they did sign Robin or traded for Robinson Cano in that stupid contract. But 
it is hopefully Seattle is back. But uh, going on to the NFL, as you said, Dominic, no, nothing really, no big news to real talk about. I mean, Geno Smith got named the starter for Seattle. Who really cares? Uh, did you see that video of Aaron Donald fucking dual wielding Cincinnati Bengals helmets? <laughs> Uh, no word yet on if he's going to get suspended. I, it doesn't look like he is because I haven't heard any w- real rumblings. But um, I mean, yeah, no, no real NFL news outside of like some preseason stuff and Trey Lance looking like dog shit. And, you know, all these things we can cover next week once we do the NFL preview, unless there's anything that stood out to you. No, I mean, Dominic, how ready are you for football? Technically, college football is back this weekend. In two weeks, we'll have. The uh, by this point, we'll have football because Bills Rams play each other on uh, Thursday night. So that should be a lot of fun and Raiders undefeated in the preseason. But the uh, Detroit Lions went undefeated in their preseason game, their preseason before. Not Bucket, let's enough. just jump into Mr. X's question and friends. Sorry, I was muted. <clears throat> of the week. Bump, bump. So. Let's uh, start it off. I guess we'll go in chronological order. So Johnny Roca sent Johnny Roca sent in his questions first. So he gets his question. How do you know? How do you first. know? Uh, because I well, on the Instagram portion. When well, when did uh, Mr. X send in his question? Does he normally send them kind of Mr. Friday afternoon ish? Was this today at five in the morning? Well, don't we talk did, about we, it. We did don't talk about it. We well, we established on Instagram that we were recording on Saturday, so he knows. Anyways, don't talk about it. Uh, Johnny Roca sent in this question at 2.08 on a Thursday afternoon. Damn, Johnny's on top of it. Question one. Well, you know, it's got a lot of a lot of responsibilities as a, a truck, a truck owner and a fantasy football commissioner. He's got a lot on his plate right now. It's a busy, busy okay, time. Okay, for okay, okay, okay. Uh, question one, as we talked about, as of Friday afternoon, the Dodgers are 86 and 37, which is uh, now. They are 87 and 37. So they got another dubski yesterday. Uh, the Dodgers. Or sorry, with a six, sorry, 702 winning percentage right now. Updating your question, Johnny, with 49 games to go, 48 games to go. Only uh, 15 games will be versus playoff contenders. 24 games versus Miami, San Francisco, Arizona, Colorado. Can the Dodgers do it and break the 116 game record? I don't want to burst your bubble, Johnny, but I don't think they go 116. I mean, could they? Absolutely. They definitely oh, could. They, they have the talent. They could, but will they? No. I think, honest to God, and it happens It happens to the best of everyone. Happened to the Giants last year. Happened to teams way before. You're going to have a good run, and you're just going to – you're going to accidentally – you're going to accidentally get swept by some bad teams just because that's just the way the cookie crumbles, my guy. And you're no, you still won the division. You'll still probably have the best record in baseball, but you know, it, it happens. I don't think you guys will get past. You guys might get to like one Oh eight. Maybe that's about it though. I think the, the Dodgers, they, I mean, they definitely can. Um, it just depends on kind of where they at, at the end of the season. Like if they're at one Oh five, like midway through September, you take your foot off the gas a little bit, give some of the older guys a rest. I mean, because they are kind of an older team. So, you know, give some of the guys the rest, uh, you know, give the bullpen arms a rest, have Kershaw and whoever kind of, you know, not have to go six innings. I mean, they don't really do that anymore, anymore anyways. But um, 
I'm not going to write the Dodgers off. I mean, they just, they just went 41 and nine, or I guess now 42 and nine is their current streak. So it's like, especially if you're going playing 24 games against Miami, which Miami has good pitching, so they could shut you down. San Francisco doesn't really scare you. Arizona, Colorado, obviously don't scare you, but division, you know, division opponents, you never really know. So I wouldn't be shocked if they go like 20 and four against that stretch, 15 games against playoff contenders. You know, even if they just scrap around 500, so 20 plus seven would be 27. That would make it up to be 114. So, I mean, that, that would be an impressive record right there. And they're still short because, right, 87 plus 27. I'm not good at math, Dominic. Yeah, 114. See, I can do math. I'm so smart. Good That's you. why yeah, I went to college. But uh, any hoots. Question number two. There are five NFC teams who have never won a Super Bowl. Dominic, do you know who those teams are? That's this is never... this is the part of the question. This is me being a, being a dick. Oh, you want me to fucking name them? Yes. What are the five AF- NFC teams? I assume maybe next week he brings in the AFC, but what are the five NFC teams who have never won a Super Bowl? And this is Dominic, who isn't exactly the best with conference lineup in, conference lineup in the uh, NFL. Just think of teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. Teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. Um, I would say, um, I literally almost okay. Uh, the the Falcons. Correct. There's one. I okay. So I know the Rams literally just won. I know Green Bay won. I know the Cowboys have won. Rams, Rams won a Super Bowl back in the greatest show on turf days. But anyways, anyways. Uh, <clears throat> So I I know the Rams. I know I know for a fact the Rams, Packers, Cowboys, and the Saints. Who that? I literally just typed in team NFC teams and it doesn't have the Saints on here. The Saints are oh. the NFC team. Dominic, come on. What the f- has? Oh my God! You guys, something. Anyways, there are five NSU teams who have never won a Super Bowl. Detroit, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, and Arizona. Which team has the best shot at winning one in the next couple of years? So the correct answer, Dominic, was Detroit, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, and Arizona. Literally, it just it, I, I hate the fact that I clicked on. I'm just trying to get them all so I can look at them and fucking it's like. Then, then it brings up all the fucking teams. I'm like, I don't want to see every fucking team. Because I know the Dolphins and Tennessee aren't fucking. Brandon, suck my dick. I fucking hate you right now. What? I fucking hate you. What did I do? I was just asking you a question, and then you go off and you. Anyways, sorry. Not, not Mr. X. Shout out Mr. X. We'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, Johnny. Okay. So Lions, Vikings. Falcons, Panthers, Cardinals. Which teams have the best shot at winning one in the next couple years? So this is not just this year, because a lot of these teams are not going to be good this year, but Minnesota, a little preview for next week. Minnesota, I do think is going to be good this year. Possibly could win the division. So out of these teams, I would say this year, Minnesota has the best shot at winning a Super Bowl this year. Arizona, talented, could win a Super Bowl or maybe not win a Super Bowl, but they definitely could like be in the contention. Um, Atlanta, I, they're in a complete rebuild, so I would say no. Carolina, 
kind of in a similar spot. We I really think Mayfield's going to win, lead him to a chip. Burby, Burber. Exactly. But Detroit, I mean, love MCDC, love what they're, you know, been enjoying the hell out of hard knocks recently. I do think they will have a bounce. I think they will have a good season. Now, playoff team? Maybe, maybe, but definitely not Super Bowl contender. So, Minnesota, if I have to just pick one, which he did say which team, I'm going to pick with Minnesota because I legitimately do think Minnesota could make a surprise run at Super Bowl. Like, Minnesota could be the Cincinnati Bengals this year. I, I do believe so. With the new coach, they got, you know, fucking so many good players on offense, and I think that offense is going to open up this year. A little fantasy talk as well. So, I will say the Vikings. Dominic, do you agree with me, or do you maybe go Arizona, which I think is another logical pick, but I just don't see it right now. I'm just, I'm just going to agree it. with you because I, I don't I don't think Arizona – like, you, I agree. Arizona is very talented, but I don't think they have the – work ethic to win it and plus Hopkins is out for the first six games so and then if he's out for six games now it's a good chance he'll do stupid things in the future so you know speaking of hard knocks Arizona is going to be the in-season hard knocks so I cannot wait for them to be like eight and one to start the season like they were last year nine nine and oh to start the season last year and they just completely fall off a cliff. Hey, no, no one cares right about there. what you think right now how about you just finish the damn question why don't you shut the fuck up and suck my dick suck, quick? I'll suck your fucking dick yeah Maybe question three Sunday, August 28th, which is tomorrow is national power ranger day. Who is your favorite power ranger and why? God damn it, Johnny. You hit me with the most difficult question in the world right now. Um, as a kid, you know, big power rangers guy as a kid dressed up as the red ranger first. You're definitely not Tommy. I mean, first, Jason, you're I, definitely not. I'm, I'm definitely not going to. And you're already on a better track than I am. Cause I do not remember the names, but uh, I, I did like the the White Ranger back. What, what was? The, of course the, you the, did. You fucking yeah. I'm a racist, but I I mean I did like the uh, the Black Ranger because we did. Uh, sorry, Dominic went to Stockton Con a couple years ago and he did a. Uh, Are you when you met him? I, I didn't meet him, but he did a uh, what you call it a panel and he just kind of talked about his time. He talked about his you know talked about his time and how the Power Rangers you know maybe wasn't exactly the the best time in the world because it was all just like ununionized child actors and oh, yeah. you know. Not not exactly the, the best working environments over there. So I'm going to go with uh, you know, the White Ranger or the Black Ranger. Well, the original Mighty Morphin, my guy, was Jason. Because everyone loves the fucking Red Ranger. When they introduced Tommy, the Green Ranger, I went to green. And the Pink, and the pink Ranger for obvious, for obvious reasons. Well, yes, but I'm talking about legitimately. It was Jason, but when they introduced Tommy, Tommy was my guy. I didn't really care for Tommy when he lost his powers and they came back as the white, white Ranger. I was more just a green Ranger guy. Um, if you want to go to uh, the later part portion of mighty Morphin, I didn't really care for any of them because, you know, they recasted like that. Um, but then when you go to Zio, I got, I got, once again, I got to go with Tommy, the red Ranger because Tommy was shit, but then they brought Jason back as the gold Ranger because of the gold Ranger, the original gold Ranger lost his powers. So I, I mean, so then I, I kind of went back. I to didn't Jason, know you were such, I then, didn't know you were such a power Ranger, Mark Dominic. This oh, I fun. fucking love, I love the good power Rangers. This is mighty Morphin, Zeo parts of turbo. And then like when I grew up a little bit, I kind of stayed in tune with, uh, with like, I would like wake up on like, 
but like if I had nothing to do in the morning on like a Saturday or Sunday, I'd turn it on and be like, Oh, look, it's Ninja storm. Well, that's kind of cool. I'll watch some of that, you know, whatever. But, um, my main three mighty Morphin, Zeo and turbo, which I do remember I, mighty Morphin and turbo. Don't really remember Zeo too much. Zeo Mainly because of the movies. I would watch the I would watch the movies a lot more than like the TV shows. Well, I honestly wish they made Mighty Morphin movie with the original cast because you know it would have been better. But um, you know, so I, I would probably have to say Jason, but then you know, Jason is also uh how do you say piece of shit? So it's a tie between Jason and Tommy. And plus Tommy. Tommy Oliver, his, uh, you know, character name, uh, he, uh, he's gone. He's been in fucking like, so he's been in Mighty Morphin, Zeo, Turbo. He was in the Amazing Red episode. He is in Dino Storm, Dino Fury, whatever it is. He was the Black Ranger in that one. He's been in like fucking five different series. So, I mean, I guess I'll go Tommy. All right. Did not know we were going to get that much of a answer at a Dominic, but Johnny, if you have any more Power Ranger questions, send them our way. All right, so we didn't talk any in uh, basketball news, but there was some big basketball news, and Big Daddy sent in a question asking about it. Uh, his question, uh, bigger mess, uh, oh, what is the bigger mess this season, the KD situation, or now with Patrick Beverly going to the Lakers to play with his uh, best friend in Russell Westbrook? Uh, he says, because uh, they have beef, there is a decent, and oh, maybe I... Sorry, Josh, didn't exactly word it so correctly. So I'm just going to say we're going to cut the. I, I, I think this is supposed to be two different questions. But anyways, Dominic, is there a bigger mess? Uh, what's the bigger mess right now? The KD situation or Patrick Beverly going to the Lakers and Russell Westbrook and what all that other bullshit that's going on? I would be OK. Or, Oreo, Jesus Christ. Which it does seem. Sure. I mean, it. we haven't really heard anything from the KD front, except for it looks as though they're going to play. He's going to stay on the nets and they're going to play this year, I guess. I don't really know what's going on with that i would say the bigger mess at the moment is probably bev and westbrook just because of the fact that i i'm not gonna say katie's a diva because he's a diva he a little bit but i think when it comes to playing he's willing to just play and ball out i don't think he'll do what other people have done is like oh i'm not gonna fucking play to you trade me like like a little punk bitch so uh but the Pat Bev and Westbrook thing, I think, is kind of, you know, I mean, we keep seeing the memes of, you know, LeBron when it's, you know, they're down by, you know, two and Pat Pat and Russ got ejected for fighting each other on the bench. You know, it's like, I, I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be a tough situation, but they're also professionals. And I think they're both passionate about the game. So, I mean, it, it, it's a tricky situation. I was say the bigger mess would be KD just because it's KD and the Nets like built their entire organization around him and it just hasn't worked out. It just blew up in their face and who knows, but but they also built it. They didn't really mainly build it around him. They built it around him, Kyrie. uh, Yeah. They wanted DeAndre Jordan. They want, they they built it and with James and they got James Harden. I know, but you bring in KD, they fucking haven't even made a conference championship and now he's once out. And like it's Patrick Beverly, like he's an habitual line stepper. Russell Westbrook ain't ain't shit really. So it's like you're comparing, you know, the best player on your team and possibly in the league compared to like, you know, 
a, a mid-level player, your starting point guard, and your backup point guard. So I just say, like, on terms of the hierarchy, you like if this was a LeBron thing, like obviously KD and LeBron much more even. It's a bigger, I would say, it's a bigger mess in uh, Brooklyn, almost in New Jersey. Like we're in fucking two thousand three again, but yep. uh, I, I would say. KD just because of who it is, but okay. it was it's very funny that Patrick Beverly is on the Lakers now and uh, as of this moment playing with Russell Westbrook. But uh, he asks, where do you think Russ goes? Because it does seem as though Russ is out. The problem is that contract and who the fuck is going to want to have Russ on their team and pay him. And do you do you ever think that him and Katie could play again together? I mean, I mean, we saw it on the All Star game that one time, but I mean, do you think if yeah, that's one game. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly. It, but do you do you think that friendship could be melded back together if if there are if the Nets were willing to trade a couple people to get Russ? I mean, because I think that combo of Russ and KD, I mean, but then you have Kyrie, who's a better player than Russ. And is Russ really going to play a bench role at this moment? Like he should. But is he going to? You wouldn't I, have one two Kyrie and Russ. I would rather have KD. I would rather have James Harden than Russell Westbrook. And we saw exactly how that played out. True, true, true. But anyways, uh, anyway, that, that's our basketball talk for the foreseeable future because we're getting a fucking football season. Uh, Any Dominic, other that, big daddy that questions? Is, that is it for the end okay. portion. If you want to be like Johnny Roke and Big Daddy, send in via Instagram, Curveballs, and CS. Possibly if you want to slide in the DMs, those are open too. But uh, Instagram is, is where it's at. Right, Dominic. Exactly. Now, Mister yeah. X, what's happening? Is that his words? Yeah, that's that's his words. That's his opening line. Um, not much. You know, fans football draft. He's weekend. not asking you. He's asking me. Oh, okay. So Sorry. fuck you. Sorry. Anyways, what's happening? Well, you know, talking fancy. We're gonna go to fancy football draft tomorrow today. You know, all right, all right. Anyways, so thoughts on the skirmish between. The Rams and the Bengals, which involved Aaron Donald swinging a Bengals helmet at some of the Cincinnati players. Well, first of all, don't condone Mr. Donald's actions. He should be suspended for at least six games because you could have really injured somebody on the Bengals. And, you know, it's because he's scared that, uh, you know, the Bengals and Rams are going to meet again. This time, the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Just saying. Yep. They Dominic, spoiler alert. Say that for next year or next sorry, week. Sir. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, definitely not a good look. I definitely think he should suspend it for a couple games at least. Or at least like a fine. I haven't. I would say send him first game and find him like a million dollars. And donate it to like some charity in Cincinnati. Yeah, because I just I looked it up right now and it's just like the first headline is NFL remains silent on the potential Aaron Donald discipline. It's like what where, where where what's what the fuck's happening? Like what happened to the the was it a Bengals player? Well, it was Miles Garrett that did that, right? Yeah. That and what happened a, to him? He got suspended the rest of the Well, he got like suspended indefinitely, aka the rest of the year, which I think was six games. Like it was it was a hefty little suspension and he got fined. I, I think the Rams should like get on top of this and fine him. And then, you know, maybe you, you're not going to want to suspend him for that opening opening game against the Bills. But I, I think the Rams need to kind of get on top of this and fine his ass just to maybe lessen the blow of whatever the NFL is going to do. So he probably should be. I mean, he should be suspended just because of what he did, but it's Aaron Donald. 
I mean, we see sometimes the NFL's wheel of justice isn't exactly, uh, you know, fair. Yeah. Especially oh, to like, huh. the, especially the superstars. But sports I, betting, you get a you're banned for a year. Yeah. You, know, you beat your wife, ah, gamer too. Unless it's caught on camera. Yes. Then we have to do something about it. Exactly. Or you know, if women come out and accuse you of raping them and shit like that, you know, it's always a couple games. But well, then they, yeah, then they they have public pressure because the judge didn't do what the league wanted, and the league just says, "Hey, yeah, fuck you. We don't care what you said. We're going to do our own thing, anyways." Anyways, moving on. Just from the first two NFL preseason games, can we gauge on how well the teams are going to be doing this regular season? Um, no, because I mean, no one, no, because no one's playing. Exactly. I mean. Raiders undefeated. So, I mean, does that mean they're going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl? No. God, yes. no. Oh, sorry. They're going to make it to the playoffs, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I sorry. mean, no. Sorry, no I got to save it for next week. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, no one's really playing. I think this is just, and this is what the NFL preseason should be. It's just for bubble guys, rookies, you know, new players trying to get yeah. their get their shit in. So, there's really not honestly there's like more to gauge from like a fantasy football perspective than actual football just because it's more you know rookies and guys so you're trying to take a look at and see what they can do i mean like trey lance played against the texans this (laughs) week did not look very good it's against the texans like the texans b team which is gonna like you know the worst of the worst and he still didn't carve him up not saying trey lance is gonna be a bad player like he's gonna be that all season but it's going to be a journey with trey lance and yeah but, you know, he still got Jimmy G. Still got Jimmy G. He's ready to go. So, yeah, if need be, they'll throw Jimmy G in there and he'll just fucking throw, start throwing some dimes, bro. Um, Which Thursday Night Football now is on Amazon Prime. Dom. Do you even have Amazon Prime? I actually discontinued it because I'm trying to save some money. Oh, okay. AKA, I'll get it from someone else. OK, OK. So uh, now that he has lost the Adidas sponsorship, how how much will this suspension hurt Tatis in the long run? Not much. Because it wasn't like he was, in my opinion, it shouldn't hurt him as much as like, you know, somebody who was actually legitimately juicing. I mean, well, I mean, he he was he he be juicing. Well, it was a cream, so it wasn't like allegedly. Allegedly, I, that is true. It's all allegedly still, but I mean, let's be honest, he wasn't juicing and playing at the same time. Where it's like, oh fuck, he's hitting fucking twenty home runs in the past ten games. It's like he was hurt, so. To me, it didn't really compromise him in in a, in a way that if he was playing, it would compromise him. So I don't think it hurt him. I mean, it's gonna hurt him, but not as much as I think a lot of people think. It, yeah, it it's gonna hurt him right now. You know, it's hurting his pocketbooks with the suspension with the Adidas sponsorship. Uh, so, but if he you know stays clean, balls out next year and the year after, and you know we're gonna we sit here two three years from now, I think we'll. We'll forget like there like, it, when the suspension happened, like people went back and was like, oh, did you know Bartolo Colon tested positive and Starlin Marte and all these other people's tested positive for steroids? We don't talk about them like that. So, you know, we're in the moment right now and it's a big deal. But yeah, if we, if we get a couple years down the line, he plays fantastic and he lives up to the contract and Padres are making a playoff run. It, it's he'll be fine. He'll, he'll get be fine. That, I mean. He'll be fine. Honestly, like as a selfishly, I would rather him be a Nike guy than an Adidas guy just because I like Nike more than Adidas. So, you know, Adidas turned his contract. He balls out, signs with Nike. There you go. Bam. All righty. 
onto some wrestling. Could this whole situation with Sammy lead to his face turn when the bun line will more than likely will be him down after they have no more use for him? Well, you know, little little birdie, little insider information told me that uh, somebody from NXT may begin the call it pretty soon, and I could totally see them pushing Sammy out and bringing him in. If you know what you, 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 you watch little... NXT, if you watch NXT, you know who I'm talking about. Dominic, you got some inside sources. Yeah, boy. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk after the after the podcast. But yes, yes. um, what Sammy? I mean, Sammy Zayn is just so phenomenally talented, and it it is nice that they you know he's gotten the spot with the bloodline right now, and with Triple H in power, I hope this means he gets a little bit more of a push because you know when this first started, I don't know what the end goal if there even was one with Vince and Sammy. So hopefully now with Triple H doing things, they could build them up and. Obviously, I don't see Sammy as like a guy to beat Roman, but if they can tell like a compelling story because they are very, they're, it's very hard to get intriguing, compelling, legitimate challengers for Roman's title right now. So if you can get that story told of Sammy, you know, still being loyal, but then you also don't want to tell the story of like the baby face getting turned on and that's why he's a baby face. So you need to kind of, you know, walk that line. But Sam, Sammy Zayn, we, I don't know if he has a, question about johnny gargano but you know him and gargano are like one of the best baby faces of their generation i would say sammy zane is better sammy zane is such a fantastic baby face that if he could get hot get going again and go up against roman i think that would just be a fantastic matchup do you think that once they find some kind of tv deal for roh they will hopefully keep the brands as separate as possible aside from promoting events and some talent being on the same show Yes, absolutely. That is desperately what they need right now. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with AEW, uh, but I think our, an ROH deal really needs to happen just so they can kind of get ROH off AEW television because they only have, I mean, really two hours of content because Rampage is Rampage is Rampage. Like there's some good stuff on there occasionally, but it's definitely all about Dynamite. And if you're kind of bogging it down with R, with ROH stuff and it gets very confusing, like there's we make the joke all the time. We're just like so many titles, so many things going on. Just keep it to an AEW show. Why are we talking about New Japan and ROH and, you know, other shit? And, you know, it's because it's it's OK. Right. When I'm trying to talk Oreo, really, um, I he, think it's he be- got he got hot takes about ROH and AEW. Well, I think it's because the whole when they first started talking about the forbidden door and like, Oh, we're on impact. Kenny Omega is on impact. And it's like, you know, I think that whole stigma clouded Tony Khan's mind. And now he, he wants people to know that he'll have anybody at any time on their, on his show. But that's the thing. Like you just said, too many titles, too many people keep dynamite to an AEW only thing and cover literally from the bottom to the top. I mean, I mean, there's no question about it, but I want to I want to ask your opinion on it. Fucking this whole Thunder Rosa giving up her title and it's fucking not even a minute long. And then CM Punk had a fucking 10 minute fucking ceremony. So I my did, thing, I did see Kerbos and Cherish. Let's retweet that. And because I think especially this day and age, you know, which no one's really talking about it. It's, you know, Thunder Rosa, that storyline with her and Brit culminating in her be- getting the title in that steel cage match phenomenal in my opinion gives it up she gets injured has to give it up whatever it's like 
not even it's a back. First of all, it's a backstage interview and it's less than a minute. I understand CM Punk is a way bigger star, but I mean, you could have totally worked that into an angle. Her in, in the ring, giving it up and like people coming, you know, Tony Storm going down there, you know, crying. Oh, my God. You could have turned it into something and ran with it. But instead, they're just like, yeah, hey, you're in a backstage interview. You know, you're hurt. Go home. Yeah, I think it's wrong. Yeah, um, not not the best of looks from from AWs, but Tony Khan has kind of like admitted and it's very much playing out that he wasn't like he's not really a big women's wrestling guy, because I mean, when he grew up, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, like outside of the all Japan or the you know women in Japan, like there wasn't really women's wrestling too much. And he's kind of said that he's not a big he wasn't a big women's wrestling fan. And so we're seeing them play in AEW where. Not saying they just, you know, have the women's division because they need to, but it's definitely not getting the same recognition and the same type of attention that I think it deserves. But and, but then you look at WWE and they're kind of they're recognizing it. They're trying to push them and push them, but it's also WWE and they're not uh, very, uh, how do you say, receptive on the females. I mean, I will say, yes, it's not a good look that Thunder Rosa had a promo that was as long as CM Punk's entrance. But if, I mean, let's be honest, you throw if you have Thunder Rosa go out there and do, quote unquote, the same thing CM Punk does. Like, I just don't know if that gets like a reaction, really. That's well, no, it. but that but that's why you would turn it into like, like I said, you can have Tony go out there and they can embrace something and then like they could walk up the ramp and then, you know, you attack them, you know. Like, I don't know the extent of, th- of Thunder Rosa's injury. So, I mean, if it's like a fucking. It seems like it's like a bulging disc or like something with their like back or neck or something. So, I mean. You know. You 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 can do it to where. You you could work that into an angle. Tack, tack Tony Storm. Thunder Rosa's like, you know, Thunder Rosa's like, you know, in the ring still. Tony's out there clapping or something. And then. You tack her from behind, proving like, oh, I hit your girl, fuck your girl, you know, blah, 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 like all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, you could turn it into something, whereas Punk, you know, it's CM Punk. It's you don't need to do anything. He's a big star. So, I mean, like you could have worked it. You could have worked an angle into it. But instead, they're just like, oh, backstage, you're hurt. Go home. It's like, I just think it's wrong. But, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I was looking over the dynamite thing and I was like, oh, I wonder what you could if you were to do that instead of something else like you could take out the the guns match and you could do the thing with acclaim and swerve and lee like on rampage or something you could yeah maybe like switch it to where this ricky starks promo which i thought was a fucking fantastic promo you could put that you can put that backstage and then put the thunder rosa thing on television but once again like i i think that that ricky starks promo plays more than what a thunder rosa promo would have been i know but but now but now you sound like Tony Khan, who is putting over the men over the women. So now you're a sexist. I damn. You got me, Dominic. Anyways, you got last me. but not least, there are rumors floating around that Triple H is looking to redesign some of the titles. Personally, I hope that the winged ang- uh, angel, no winged eagle and classic IC title designs make a comeback. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of the. I, I like the what? 
early 2000s intercontinental title i like that one and i don't really see them change the ic one just because they just did that like they just changed the ic in the u.s titles i would love for them to change the tag title like can you know consolidate them to where the tag titles are just one title which that's kind of like been in the works or at least it seems like it's been in the works or a rumor for a while but it does seem but i think it was only like supposed to be the same title just a different color so i think you change the tag titles and then like the main singles because it's just i hate how it's just it's just the wwe logo like i get it from like a marketing standpoint but i wish they were bring goldie back and bring back what the undisputed and wwe championship war back in the early 2000s right sure why not i mean i don't know if triple triple h probably isn't going to bring back retro titles but you could do something to where it's still like a giant fucking wwe logo on the front but if you could just fill it like fill out that dead space i think that's what i would say just fill out that dead space where it's not just a fucking logo with leather behind it like make it a giant wwe logo so you can bring it on you know give it to the super bowl champions and you know go to the fucking talk shows and do whatever you want to do over there but like kind of fill it out have a cool design behind it and all that other good fun stuff and well, like change like change well, it up like have the have the men's titles look different than the women's titles like that's the one thing i don't like is aw space and differentiating the men from the women yeah like so once again you want to segregate men and women you're a racist and a sexist yes well, that's it for Mr. X's questions. You want to be like Mr. X? Email us, curveballncs at gmail.com. Twitter, curveballsncs. Instagram, curveballsncs. Facebook, curveballs and chair shots. You can personally DM me. You can personally BM, BM, DM. No, Brandon. Bow movement on me. <laughs> Please send pictures of poo before your questions. Appreciate that. Yes. Now I think someone. It's a sad day. It's a bad day. Exactly. It's a catastrophe. Oh my god! I. It's a catastrophe. Um. Shout out Jersey. By Jay. the way, if we get a picture of some poo, I would fucking love that. Since yeah, I. If, since... If, you, if you guys shit yourself in your cream-colored shorts on the train, send us a video and a picture. Yes. Um. Well, that's it for Mr. X's questions. Thank you, Mr. X, Mr. Johnny, Mr. Joshua. How hopefully he's enjoying his new spot over there in Sacramento. It's a great place. Which I heard there's a bunch of honeys, Josh. So, you know, there'd be some thotties out at the pool. You know, it'd be hot out there in Sacramento. So the pool be bumping. So go, go bump, go bump your meat, dog. Moving on to the world of wrestling. Uh, we got the eight. We got AEW to talk about. Okay. Um, just overarching. A lot of backstage stuff has been going on. There was the talent meeting before Dynamite. It seems like there was a fight between Sammy Guevara and uh, Eddie Kingston just because Sammy called Eddie fat. He was uh, Eddie was suspended. Uh, it seems like uh, Thunder Rose and Britt Baker absolutely fucking hate each other, which Dominic, I hate to bring the other podcast into what we did the interview with Thunder Rosa and new, I guess we'll call him new name redacted brought up. Uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rose absolutely fucking shut that shit down very quickly, which I didn't find it kind of like weird, but I kind of understood where she was coming from. But now that this has come out, it makes a lot more sense why she didn't want to talk about Britt Baker like that. And uh, yeah, and there was like some rumbling about CM Punk, which you kind of talked about. But I think all that has kind of diminished a, a tad bit. But what is your kind of overall thoughts on all the backstage drama that's going on like the past week? Well, first things first, name redacted, new name redacted, read a fucking room. 
Okay, just saying. Um, I mean, I think uh, the whole thing with Eddie and Sammy fat shaming is very rude. But also, I feel like there's a difference between being like, damn, bro, you're hella fat versus being having very evil intentions behind it. So I think Eddie is a very passionate, uh, colorful person. So I think that to him was a, sh- uh, you know, came off maybe more like a shoot and he took it a little too personally, like somebody I know. Um, so, you know, I, I think if you're going to, susp- I mean, you definitely, because I think I, Eddie said they smacked him or something like that. Yeah, you you, you suspend Eddie. There, Sammy, you know, should isn't he the one that went to sensitive sensitivity training because he said something about like raping Sasha Banks or something like that? Correct. Thank you. Um, I remember things. Um, so I mean, like Sammy should know his words, choose his words correctly, and you know, we don't know if it was just how he said it, so can't really you know go too much into it, but um. You know, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, they're bitter rivals. I don't know if this is them working themselves into a shoot or this is legit beef, but let's face it, Thunder Rosa is a way better wrestler than Britt Baker. Britt Baker has. And Thunder Rosa had the thing with Eva Lease a couple years ago. So this isn't her first rodeo in AEW. Exactly. And I feel like Britt Baker thinks she's hot shit and she's not. Um, I'm not a fan of hers. It's I, all I about, mean, we all know it's all about rebel. Exactly. This is a rebel podcast. All right. But it's like, she has zero shit. When, when they come to Pittsburgh, that's the only time she's over. In my opinion. And that's because she's from Pittsburgh and they always have to. And she brings out the terrible towel and then she gets booed in Cleveland. Exactly. So it's kind of like, it, it's, it's very much, they're trying to, way too hard to push her and it's not working and it's like this is why they're in desperate need of a strong female leader and honestly they're i love thunder rosa i don't think she was that person anyways but i'm looking looking at their female roster there's no one really that is a locker room leader there in my opinion because tony storm phenomenal talent she's not a lot she's not a leader Britt baker is dog shit Thunder rosa i would say jade could be but she's like so green that I she's don't still think, too green exactly I don't think people would like listen to her even though she you know she's a so i mean like looking at it it's like who do you go with there's no one really so i don't know and then i don't know just fuck tony Khan. oh okay that was hell of an ending right there because he's sexist right sexist fucking a mark i don't really care for people i i respect people who openly admit i'm gonna mark out because so and so is in front of me i respect that and you have your moment and then you're done with it but i can't stand people who think they're hot shit have mark out moments and continue to think that they're not a mark so you know name redacted can't stand them Tony Khan, you're right there with him, bud. Damn. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for Name Redacted, but it's definitely not a good look. 
on AEW's standpoint, you don't want to have all these different beefs and have like a talent meeting. I think the bigger deal is kind of that uh, corporate structure of, you know, where do you go and who to talk to when, you know, their roster is so big that I think a lot of names and people are kind of getting lost in the shuffle. And it can be very overwhelming for Tony Khan, especially because he has Fulham, he has the Jaguars, and he has AEW. There's a lot of shit on his plate. And you can go, you know, you might go to him one week and be like, Tony, you know, what am what are we doing? What am I doing? And he'll say one thing, but then he'll, you know, not that he's blowing you off, but he just has so much shit going on that he's not going to remember. And in like three weeks from now, you're in the same spot. And I think, you know, putting those people in place is, I would say, a bigger deal than Thunder Rose and Britt Baker beefing and uh, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara beefing. Because, I, I mean, Eddie as you said, he's kind of a hothead and he apologized on Twitter and kind of like put this shit behind him. And it's not always the worst thing in the world. There's a lot of, you know, competitive jealousy and some competitive fire to where you're not exactly best friends with people you work with. Now, as long as they keep it outside the ring, they stay safe. They don't hurt each other, take liberties. I don't see really any issues with that. Now, if it kind of boils over to where it's like, I'm not working with them. Fuck you. And, if you go, if we go in there, I'm going to just beat your ass. Like, yes, obviously you don't want that, but like, you know, Brett and Sean didn't like each other. There was, you know, a lot of people like even like rock and stone cold, like they didn't hate each other, but they weren't exactly the best of friends. They made so much fucking money together because they were competitive and they kind of ran with different groups, but they had their own thing. But when push came to shove, they came together and had one of the greatest, if not the greatest trilogy of all time. So, you know, need to be fucking, playing patty cake with everybody backstage to to be successful dominic agreed one hundred and one percent which is impossible moving on to aew dynamite we started off with the jericho garcia showdown promo where jericho kind of you know lambasts big word for elmo uh garcia talks about how he was you know being all buddy buddy with brian and Garcia was like, oh, well, you know, I was I hung with my hero and I went 30 minutes with Daniel with Brian Danielson, Dana, Brian Danielson, which Daniel, Brian, Brian Danielson, accidentally call myself Dana, Brian, which is kind of awkward. But, uh, you know, the promo itself was fine. Wasn't a big fan of like Garcia taking, you know, being so happy that he just went 30 minutes with Danielson, even though he already beat him and trying to make wins and losses matter. But we end up going to Garcia kind of, le- you know, pushing Jericho, storming off. I thought this was building towards like a tag match with Brian and Garcia, but at all out, we're going to get Brian and Jericho, obviously bigger names, bigger deal, quote unquote, Eve. Um, but uh, yeah, we get Brian and Jericho at all out. What are your thoughts on that, Dominic? And the opening promo to Dynamite. I mean, two old men wrestling love to see it. Whoa, Ooh. whoa, whoa. D- 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 Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian Danielson is not an old man. He might be in his 40s, but he's not Jericho. OK, calm down. I mean, it is a big deal. I mean, Jericho and Daniel send Brian send Brian Dragon son. Just call him Dragon. Make it easy. The Dragon versus the Lion. It's be a good match. Now we we do this for our NFL matchups. What what wins? A lion or a dragon? Now is a, is a, a dragon. Fire, be- is it a fire breathing dragon? Or I mean, if it's a Komodo dragon, I think a Komodo dragon could buck up a lion anyway. So it's a Komodo dragon, a fire breathing dragon. Khaleesi's dragon. It doesn't matter. A what is an American dragon, though? Because I don't, you know, dragons aren't really a thing in America. Isn't wasn't uh, Jake Long the American dragon? No. Disney Channel show back in the day. 
My, you said Jake Long. I thought of the football player. Wasn't Jake Long the American Dragon from Disney Channel? Now I'm going to look uh, it up. God damn it. Well, yeah. I, well, Jake Long, offensive tackle. Didn't he go number one overall? Or is that his brother? I forget. It's his brother, Wait. Dominic, is long. Damn. No, he went 1-1 one, one in the 2008 draft. Yeah, Jake Long, the American Dragon. Oh, oh, that okay. That TV show kind of looks yeah. familiar a little bit. So yes, that, while Dominic was watching Disney Channel in 2007, 2008, I was staying updated on Jake Long, the offensive tackle. Fucking masturbating because from Michigan, go Wolverines! You love, you love watching dudes pound dudes' buttholes. Yes. We done yet? No, we're not done. Okay. Yet. Um. Lethal. Jay Lethal beats uh, Dax Harwood, which, you know, I you know, so it might have been a little, little cheeky win, but would have liked to see Dax win and keep his little momentum going to the single star. But for whatever reason, we're going to get the Motor City Machine Guns at All Out in a uh, six-man tag with Jay Lethal going up against FTR and Wardlow. Uh, so, Dominic, uh, not really. Matches no kinda, fucking sense, but yeah, okay. Matches kind of irrelevant, but uh, th- yeah, thoughts on the Machine Guns just showing up at All Out for whatever the fucking reason it makes no fucking sense i much rather have these matches mean something building to all out but i mean i can you can kind of maybe be like oh tna originals maybe lord shoot machine guns jay lethal sanjay dutt's there you know like tna originals or something like that but i mean is jay lethal well, i guess i don't is he i don't think he's an original and honestly no, I, I think of jay lethal kind of more of like an roh guy than a tna uh, guy. he he's an original tna member Anyways, anyways, should be like a really fun match. Like just seeing FTR and the guns in there should be great. But yeah, once again, it just kind of seems like a lot of AEW, especially like with the pay-per-views. It's more just like, you know, oh, this is going to be a really good match. Here it is. And not much of a story kind of exactly. behind it. Exactly. Uh, Thunder Rosa had a relinquish her title. Already kind of talked about this earlier, but any thoughts, any just no residual thoughts it. on the on the promo and just no, you know, we're fine. The, the fatal four way. We're fine. It, the internet told me that I guess Tony Storm was supposed to beat Thunder Rosa all out. Do you think that's still the plan, or do you think they're going to go in a different direction now that it's an interim championship? I think you go the well. I mean, you could have Tony win it and then have her beat her when she comes back, but I mean, kind of same thing we we're going to see and talk about in a minute. So, mm. uh, or we talk about it right now because we did have the unification of the. AW men's championship as John Moxley defeats CM Punk in like three minutes. Punk goes for the uh, round kick and hurts his plant foot or re injures, I guess, his plant foot. Moxley hit gives two death riders for the win in Cleveland. So a little bit more of a generous crowd towards Moxley and he just beats Punk. Um, do you think very surprised injury is a real injury or do you think it was? fake it was a work it definitely was a work um because it seems as though we're gonna get punk and moxley at all out again so i mean yes at the time i was like oh this is really weird and i thought like maybe this is your your way of writing punk off if you just didn't feel confident that he can go you know in a 20 minute match or he re-injured it training or in the brawl last week so 
that was my original thoughts, but now it's kind of come out that no, this seemed like this was the plan, and they're going to go, they're going to run it back it all out. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about it all out next week. But just the match itself, what did you think of doing the squash you know, match? I don't move, know. Well, I mean, it wasn't really a squash match. It was you know, Punk hurts himself in Moxley isn't going to be like those other wrestlers who just waits for the referee to to check on him and say it's okay, and then he just like yeah, fuck you, I'm going to beat you up. Gave you my finish and I win. I mean, definitely, definitely surprising. I I I love John Moxley. I mean, that's a, that's a very you know vague answer, but I mean, granted, granted, I could deal a little less with the some of the way he's the promos he cuts and everything, but I love the fact that he's just you know he is a professional wrestler. He's gonna beat you up. He's gonna fucking win his match, and that and, and that's it. I love that about him. I love it. So fucking, I, you know, you hurt. I'm going to pick your ass up. I'm going to plant you on your fucking head and win this title. Love it. Was, wasn't a big fan of kind of the buildup. Like, yes, even if it was, this was planned, you're going to have a two minute match, still build it up and like make it a really big deal. Have a video package. You know, you don't need to cut new content, but just like build it up, have a video package. I would even say put this in the main event, especially because of the finish. Like, you know, the six man tag can still be balls to the wall, crazy, insane, and they can do their thing in the middle of the show. Bring this out in the main event. Moxley beats him in three minutes, still cut the promo at the end of the show, and you still get the whole, you know, the same vibe. I, I think they should have done a little bit better job. And we see that that AEW doesn't do the best of jobs. They're really building up just in general, like their titles. Like there's so many fucking titles that you would think they would try to build them up a little bit more, but you have a unification match, arguably the biggest match on dynamite history and AEW history from a, you know, a work standpoint that they would done a little bit more, but I digress. You know, I do. I I'm right there with you. I really do love what Mox is doing right now. And that promo he cut afterwards in the back. I, I thought it was fantastic. Like it, it was much, a different vibe than the punk Moxley thing they did last week, which I loved as well. But uh, you know, you, you kind of said you don't like his promos a lot, but I, I, just I mean, thought, I, I, I thought this I, was, I, I thought this was fantastic. Like one of the, I thought this was one of like the best promos. In I AEW fucking history. love him. I just like, I feel like there's been times where like, kind of like in WWE where like the women are like, you're a bitch. It's kind of like he, they kind of like, he kind of like, you know, like, oh, damn, he he's sprinkling the sauce on it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, that's enough. Stop. Okay, you just stop. God it's damn. enough slices. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, you put a little bit extra oomph on it, and, you know, it's still great. Don't get me wrong, but I could have done with a little less. That's my only takeaway from it. So now that just presumably it's going to be Punk and Moxley at All Out, what do they do next week? Like, is it just Punk like being a little crybaby about it or like saying he's going to be fine. And Mox like, all right, dude, whatever. I beat you once. I'll beat you again. He just kind of like is because there's really no other challengers for Moxley at this point. What are you talking about? It's going to be hangman page. Yeah. Well, if page MJF. Come out, well, I think if MJF was going to come out, it would have been last week or this week, but it uh, did not happen. Uh, do we think this is a quote unquote one week Rain for Moxley and then Punk. Which if it does, it, it it's not going to hurt him, but it's going to hurt him. If that makes sense. I think, well, the only way I think it doesn't hurt him as much is if Punk turns. Because if you look at that AW roster, it's very much babyface heavy. 
And like Moxley could just be a babyface champion, badass champion, just beating up on anybody every, and everybody. But if Punk is going to win the title, I, I would say he has to turn. And we've seen sprinklings of it. Like even at that double or nothing match, like, you know, they went back and forth, him and Hangman, they said their barbs and Hangman could have won or could have, you know, used the title to hit uh, Jericho or Jericho Punk with it. He didn't. Maybe they do a little bit of a callback to where now Punk hits Moxley with the title. And I, I mean, I even when I saw that go, like if they are going to turn Punk heel, that would have been like the perfect roundabout way. Like he won because someone didn't do it and he's going to whatever win because or lose it or whatever the, the case may be. So maybe that's the way you go is, is you turn mm, Punk yeah. and you just kind of go down that route. Because who we have no clue what was going to happen in the quote unquote third summer of Punk this year. Well, I mean, there's, there's honest to God, I say this a lot. We're going to have to wait and find out because you don't know what's going to happen next week and you don't know what's going to happen at all out. So we have to wait and see. Um, is there anything else you want to cover before I go take my post to coffee shit? No, just shit, just shit your pants down. Jersey Jerry, that no, bitch. No, Chili no, boy. We're not. Fuck Jersey Jerry. I'm not going to shit my whoa, pants whoa, ever whoa, again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dominic, you said a lot of things on this podcast. And, you know, I let it slide a little bit, but I cannot let you slander the good name of Jersey Jerry. Okay. Fuck. If you want to slander, if you want to slander Brandon Walker, you know, even if you want to slander the yak a little bit, like that's okay. But do not slander Jersey Jerry. He's a good brother. Then have him on the podcast next week. I don't know if I can make, I don't know if I can make it, you know, that turnaround that quickly. You DM him and then I DM him. You DM him, you DM him on Instagram. I'll DM him on Twitter. You send get him, him on here next you, week. You send and him then a picture I will personally tell him I will shit my pants for him. I was going to say, you send him a picture of Chili Bowl. It's kind of like a peace offering. Just be like, look, bro, I know what you're going through. And that's how we get him on the podcast. Okay. Yes. I'll do it. Do it. Uh, so finally, we got, we got some promos. Christian, Ricky Starks. We're not done uh, yet because I got to take a shit for real. Well, fucking take your laptop into the no. In the just fucking hurry up, God damn it! I thought we were Chris, done. All right, we fuck. Well, the AEW wasn't done yet. Why do you think we'd be done yet? So Christian, uh, Jungle Boy, they're gonna have that matched all out. Not really shocking. Ricky Starks, uh, I thought, as I said, had a really good promo against uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. They're gonna have a match it all out. So you know, these are two storyline driven matches. So. I, Ricky Stark's promo is, I think, much better than Christian's. And then in the main event, we continue on with the trios tournament as United Empire defeats Triangulo de la Muerte of uh, just a fantastic balls to the wall, spot fest, fast paced action. Uh, you know, some things don't really make too much sense, but uh, there was a really good match. And we get United Empire taking on the elite next week. So continuing the build eventually to a Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega match. That is going to be a lot of fun. So, Dominic, any thoughts on this before you shoot your pants? Um, I mean, I don't want to see a Kenny Omega-Will Ospreay match until Kenny is 100% because, you know. And it, know. Oh, and it does seem like the whole Kenny working hurt or, you know, slow is a work. Like, they even when he came back or when he did the thing this week, he was all taped up. The announcers were really hammering the fact that he was taped up. I think this yeah, is so like a, a storyline. It's a storyline. Um, but um, I mean, pretty much I can't wait to see Elite versus United Empire. And, you know, I mean, I, I kind of got a feeling that was the whole thing coming all around. 
But do we see this literally next week, or do we see it going like a time draw, and then they have to have it at all out? Well, that'd be very awkward because the finals are supposed to be at all out. I thought I thought the finals are are next week. No, this is the semifinals. What are the other teams? Uh, it's going to be best friends taking on uh, Dark Order, I believe. Dark Order won last week or yesterday. They fucking have the Elite and fucking United Empire in the semifinals. That should be a fucking finals. Oh, my fucking God. Anyways. These people are fucking stupid. Maybe something happens and, you know, Undisputed Era get in there. Fucking I don't idiots. know. But Dominic, that is going to do it for us for today. You can go take your coffee shit and prepare for the CTE League Fantasy Football Draft that is in four <laughs> In three hours and 40 minutes. So that should be a lot of fun. Number one pick, Cooper Cup, baby. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Dominic gets so pe- people keep it at home. Maybe we'll post something. Well, I guess we can't get well, maybe we posted the board. We'll we'll see what happens. But Dominic has the third pick. I have the 10th pick, and Tyler has the 11th pick. Travis has the fifth pick. Yeah. I think so. You know, we're all kind of scattered out. I think both, you know, all three of us not including Travis. Travis is the worst pick. I think Dominic, me and Tyler, we all are in good spots kind of at the end of each draft on the turn. So we should all have pretty good teams. We've all been doing mock drafts, even though, you know, you do mock drafts. And once you get in there with real people, especially in this league where it's just the scoring system is insane and stupid, all that's going to get thrown out the window. It's going to be a clusterfuck, but it's going to be a fun clusterfuck over in Pleasanton. So Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you, everyone who sent in questions. j Big Daddy, and uh, Mr. X, if you want to be like them, send it in via social media, Curveballs and CS on Twitter and Instagram, Curveball and CS on a- at gmail.com. If you want to email it in, all the pertinent links will be in the description down below. So until next time, that's been Dominic. I've been me, the studio audience. I don't know where she is. She is presumably right next to Dominic, but she didn't really make an appearance. Uh, the uh, mascot made an appearance. We're, we're closing out. Say hi. She's doing sign language. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye and good night. Bye bye.